1: And indeed, we're all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You are on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at ShalomKlein.com. And while you're there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss. So let's jump right in. I'm thrilled to be joined by Amy Schultz who is a former commercial banker who has risen to the top of the marketing industry. Amy has advised coaches, multi-million dollar corporations, startups, and teaches over 700 marketing students how to land accounts with her bigger, better, faster strategy. And I'm thrilled to have Amy join us on Get Down to Business. Welcome to the program.
2: Thank you so much, Shalom. I'm very happy to be here.
1: Absolutely. I'd love to get to know the person behind the microphone. I know uh, I just mentioned your very short bio over there that you... Formerly in commercial banking, but uh, tell us a little of your backstory and how it's led you into this uh, sort of uh, image and reputation that you have as the go-to marketing expert.
2: Thank you so much. Absolutely. So my background is in finance, both on – and I've I've had a couple different iterations in the finance world, both from on the mortgage side prior to the real estate crash – In commercial and business banking and working with mostly manufacturers in my portfolio and helping them truly keep solvent um, in the crazy world we live in Uh, and you know there's been a lot of. Um, I'll call it business owners entrepreneurs that have phenomenal ideas have phenomenal services products cogs pieces and they know how to build that service or piece but the one thing that I saw and why I moved over to the side of the marketing was um, truly they were missing how to truly get attention gain visibility with the marketing digital pieces that we have in front of us today that are mostly free and I'm speaking not only from an entrepreneurial standpoint and um, you know people who are very used to use, utilizing the digital platforms that we use. But I work with many manufacturers who truly have an older school mentality that don't realize the things that they truly have at their fingertips. They can literally tip the scale and jump their revenues because it all equates to visibility in front of their ideal customer profile. So I moved from the financial side over to the front end side because I so saw so many of not only my portfolio clients, but my financial colleagues have great businesses, but not know how to gain business.
1: Oh, wow. Again, I'm chatting with Amy Schultz, go-to marketing expert. And I know Amy, you've been featured on CBS, The Telegraph, BBC News, The Huffington Post, Sky News, and Fox News Channel. So certainly all over the place, making a difference in teaching folks on how to uh, really be quite successful, not only in marketing, but also in that world of sales. And on that note, I'm actually curious, From your perspective, what is the difference between marketing and sales, and does it require a different skill set?
2: That's a really good question, because I came over from, even though I have a financial background, truly it's all sales. You have to continue to bring in new sales opportunities, deposits, and loan opportunities to the bank or the organization that you represent. I feel that there's um, a definitive difference and folks that have a sales hat on, have a sales role, they want that opportunity and that lead typically teed up for them so they can go in and close the business. They're good at closing. Then there's people on the marketing side who are typically good at how are we going to attract the right person and literally walk them through our sales process without them getting lost without them jumping off and going to competition so I truly feel that there is a definitive line of a separator of a typical person of what they feel comfortable in doing um, and the reason why I'm here doing sort of both sides is truly people have said that I'm a little bit of anomaly I have both right side and left brained Um, and so I can work you know both logically in addition to creatively so I have seen the disconnect from folks that just focus on one aspect and they don't know how to do the other so what I truly try to do to marketers and now I'm up over a thousand marketers that I help train to understand not only marketing but understand their prospect um, I now help them sort of bridge that gap from a sales and a lead, uh, I'll call it a lead generation or getting interest people engaged in the process of whatever the business that we're trying to attract them to. Hopefully that made sense.
1: It does, it does indeed. So we've been chatting about marketing and sales with Amy Schultz. And Amy, you know, on that same sort of note about uh, sales and of course marketing, you know, I've been hearing um, more and more, especially in this sort of virtual world, which has become so much more of the norm, that every job is about sales. Everybody needs to have the knack for sales if they want to succeed. Would you agree with that statement? And, you know, are people trainable? Ultimately, if somebody doesn't have that experience, how do you, Amy Schultz, uh, teach them how to, uh, how to become a little bit more successful in that area?
2: That's a really good question. Um, The reality is, does sales have to do with every single part of business? Yes, a little bit. Do you have to be a seasoned salesperson in order to be comfortable in that role? No, not necessarily. And what I have done in the marketing sphere of the folks that I help sort of um, engage and teach is I helped them understand that we as marketers don't just hide behind a screen. It's our job to literally... You know go toe-to-toe with the business owner and share with them what you would want to know as a business owner from what's out there from your digital visibility perspective in addition to the biggest thing that is the biggest aha moment for the clients that i work with is um, showing them their competitor encroachment and showing them what their competition is doing not only on just their website which everybody tends to focus on but all of these free platforms that they don't realize they can get visible in and, they, and we show them what their competition is doing which helps them then with their strategic plan and where they want to go the this, this shortest time for them to make a big revenue impact we put that in a strategic plan from a marketing side that'll help the business owner the leadership in a manufacturer help them truly get to understand what this digital landscape looks like because they all have a false sense of reality when it comes to understanding you know in the real world compared to digital and we try to really Uh, Make the business owner understand digital is your world now and if you're not playing in that world you need to and here's what's going on in it. Now you know that let's create the plan that's literally going to get you to the least point of resistance the fastest and have you have a return on investment as quickly as possible. 100%
1: and no doubt all of our listeners are, uh, vigorously nodding their heads, but also I can almost hear the anxiety swelling up over these radio waves. Um, when we talk about marketing, when we talk about sales, when we talk about sort of working with prospects and closing deals and so on. So I know Amy, you've worked with, as you said, over a thousand, um, folks, uh, in, in this world of, uh, marketing and sales. What would your advice be? How do we push through that anxiety to meet your prospects with confidence?
2: Very good question. And um, here's the reality. I was the most anxious, shy child ever, and I still have anxiety. But the reality is, you don't have to go into any type of a sales pitch to be able to close business. The one thing that I see from a false sense of what I should be doing in a sales position is that I need to uh, sell something that I feel that I'm not apt to sell. Right. And they get that, that fear associated with it. The reality is from my perspective and the sales perspective is number one, you need to understand what your prospect scenario is and understand what their, what their current landscape looks like and where they want to go. And if there's any Tr- things that are tripping them up right now to get to that number two is be extremely transparent and helpful with helpful little tips that can literally tip that scale a little bit for them right off the bunt right off the the bat. get their trust um, and and share with them that you 're not trying to pull the wool over their eyes or pull one over on them, but you really want to help truly fill that gap that they have so in that aspect, sales is truly not sales. You're literally um, closing the gap of the hole that you've just identified that they truly need. And some um, business owners and leadership, this is the biggest, uh, another big aha moment that we get, is they truly think that they need something. And when we do our research and we show them their existing disabil- visibility in addition to what their, cus- their uh, competition is doing, This is where we sort of flip the script on what they thought that they needed and literally show them what they truly need in the short term, you know, 30, 60, 90 days and then moving out up to the five year plan. So there's a lot of misconceptions of truly Mm -hmm. what they think they need in the digital world compared to what is actually out there and what would get them to their goal the quickest.
1: Absolutely. I've been chatting with Amy Schultz, go-to marketing expert. Amy, you've shared a lot and I want to make sure all of our listeners know how they could get a hold of you and your team to learn more about marketing and hear more of your story. Can you share your website and contact information?
2: Absolutely. The website is lead scene, leadseen.com. Um, if you're a small business owner, feel free to reach out there. If you are a marketer or a digital marketer or a, any type of marketing person that wants a little bit of help into what is happening today, uh, we do have a, a private Facebook group for marketers. It's mm-hmm. called Client Crush, the Power Close Secrets for Digital Marketing.
1: Fantastic. Well, so thanks for joining us, Amy. That's so a wrap. Time. We'll Thank be right back too. and get down to business. Hey, welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. So we've been chatting about marketing, um, but certainly you can't do any marketing without the technology working in your favor, and that's where my next guest, James Davis, the owner of Uncomplicated Your Tech uh, joins me over here. James, welcome to the program.
3: It's great. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Shalom. Absolutely. James, we were talking a little bit offline and I know that you've been all over the country, all over the world, um, and no doubt helping folks sort of uncomplicate their technology, but I love to get to know the backstory. How did you become so passionate about helping people even long before this crazy virtual world that we're living in now?
3: Yeah. So, uh, I've always been interested in technology, even as a really young child, uh, you know, dating back to the old Apple II and the TRS-80 that had DOS on it. So I've always been interested in technology, and uh, I think it's a great pulse of what's happening in the world today.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. So let's talk about your business, because that's what all of our listeners care about, fellow entrepreneurs. Um, We'd love to first get to know your backstory as a business owner, uh, and uh, when do you get started with Uncomplicate Your Tech?
3: Yeah, so that's a great question. So um, I would kind of throw myself in the semi-serial uh, entrepreneur. I've owned uh, five different businesses over the years um, with my wife, and uh, the current business uh, is uh, focused in on uh, uh, cloud hosting, the remote desktop. and um, But uh, I just love business. I think it's the best game in town.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. That's fantastic. So again, I'm chatting with James Davis, owner of Uncomplicate Your Tech, Company which is on the forefront of the new era of hybrid workforce solutions, and I know James, you and your company have been singled out by Goldman Sachs as visionary business in the IT sector. So you know, I can't help, I can't believe it, but I have to bring up the uh, the C word again, the COVID word. Um, when that pandemic hit, so many workforces went um, went online. So what? How did that change your business?
3: Yeah, so kind of in two parts. Um, certainly our Existing clientele uh, were ready and able to get going immediately and really shift out of their business offices to the home, or they might have been in multiple business offices and shifted everybody out to their homes. And then sort of the second part of it was a lot of people got caught flat footed, which is totally understandable, we really never in my lifetime have we been into something like this with a, uh, with a virus that has taken such a huge hit on the business world. But you know, the next thing was is getting companies over very rapidly so that they were able to get their employees virtualized and in 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 scalable. And, and a lot of people don't even think about that. But you know, the ability to go up and down in the size and be able to do it very rapidly, rather than have to buy all new equipment and have that office setting.
1: So something I've heard you say in several uh, in several venues is uh, the hybrid word. Um, and hybrid is, I think, the way of the future. i uh, talking about that hybrid workplace where, you know, folks might be working remotely maybe a couple of days a week. Companies will have an office presence, but it might not be sort of the central hub of everything that's going on. So, again, I'm chatting with James Davis, the owner of Uncomplicate Your Tech. James, what do you envision for the workplace of, we're having this conversation in uh, mid-2022, where will things be in five years from now?
3: yeah so I mean, obviously, the coronavirus accelerated a lot of technology and a lot of things in our lives, and so one of it is is that our workplace has entirely changed we've uh, been forcibly introducing the idea of working from home and it has shown uh, higher productivity in certain areas. Um, it does come with its challenges in managing your team, but you know with, te- with tools like zoom and In our case, what we're producing, which is a full cloud desktop where the entire work environment is sitting there ready to be consumed anywhere in the world at any time, on whether it's a Mac or a Windows device, even an iPad. Um, But the future is all going to be, you may be in the office for two days and out for three days, and businesses have really kind of come to the conclusion that this is what has to be. And for a lot of people, you know, it's a winner because um, the commute... Um, statistics for commuting. If you're commuting an hour each way every day and you just take that by, you know, 300 days, it's a tremendous volume of time that you could save and have for your family or for your personal interests. And that is really what the future is going to be.
1: So we've we've chatted a little bit about the convenience factor of things and certainly, of course, the safety factors of things. But what about data protection? That's something that many small business owners don't think that they need to know about but uh, you don't think you need to know about it until it happens and you've been hacked and you lose your data and suddenly everybody's mad at you and everybody hates you. James, how do you, how do you have that balance between convenience and, and protection?
3: So the convenience actually brings you the protection because everything is going to be in a data center. And so we actually have an employee that sits there and goes through every customer's backup to confirm that they went through every night. This is something a small business is not going to do on their own, they're just going to rely on the fact, hey, my server got backed up last night and I believe the hard drive's good. Well, you know, for a relatively small fee in comparison, we're taking a full-time employee and having them check every company's backup because we know that's the last line of defense. As you kind of mentioned in your words, it all goes to hell when you don't have your data and you can destroy your business just by losing it. So we are really cognizant of the need to watch and curate those backups and make sure they're available for our clients.
1: And that's, uh, that's fantastic. Again, I'm chatting with James Davis, the owner of Uncomplicate Your Tech, company on the forefront of the new era of hybrid workforce solutions. Uh, making a difference uh, all over the place, and on that note all over the place, I want to go back to your side of things as a business owner. You mentioned that you are sort of kind of a serial entrepreneur which is which is great so on your side of things, um, where do you see your business over the next uh, over the next five years and and what are some of the sort of surprises along the way, good or bad that you you would want to share with fellow entrepreneurs
3: yeah, so I think you know when you look at the cloud it 's impacting every business, even if it's, hey, it's my website or it's my email. But now it's becoming the entire digital desktop, and all the tools that you're using are going to the cloud. So the good news is, is the convenience and the ability for a business to, business owner to scale up or down and exact size their business and their expenditure in IT. And ultimately, we see a significant savings when people come on board with us. On the flip side of it, on the scary side, I think whether it is the cloud or whether you're having your business in your office building and you have nothing to do with the cloud desktop, the cybersecurity, cyber terrorism, whatever the right word might be for it, that threat, you know, all they have to do is get it done once correctly and your business can be in a world of hurt. And there's nothing more important right now than crossing your T's, dotting your I's in regards to security impact as you mentioned
1: before yeah no question about it security is really important and that uh and that as we've been talking about this hybrid work workplace and, and everything really, really important. Another term that I know you throw around that you help even small business owners, even entrepreneurs that might be just be growing. is are actually insights as well, data um, and, and some of the things that they might not think that they can afford or might not think that they even need to know. But um, where, where are you and your team uh, helping in, in that area of insights and data?
3: Yeah, so when it comes to data, I mean, it's really important. It's the lifeblood of any business, right? So it could be something as simple as your CRM system, your customer resource management system, and and being able to curate the data from the very beginning of when somebody starts in your business to the very end and that entire relationship they have with you. And so those types of data sets, we can work with customers. Um, we work with accounting programs as well. There's quite a few different applications. There's really no application as long as If you're using it today, I can guarantee you we can put it up in the cloud for you.
1: That's fantastic. Well, we're running out of time, um, James, and I certainly want to make sure all of our listeners know where they can get in touch um, with you. But I'll first ask that question of who is the right person that needs to get in touch with you?
3: Sure. We're there for any small, medium-sized business that wants to look at their IT costs and see whether the cloud is right for them. Uh, We are a super low-pressure organization. If this is right for you, We're gonna put you into a trial. You're gonna make sure it's right for you. And we back all of our contracts with, you can be out of it in 30 days with any notice. And so we put no pressure and we take no risk for our client so that they aren't in a long-term contract with us.
1: Great, well, now that we know who needs to get in touch with you, how do we get in touch with you?
3: Yep, all you gotta do is go to uncomplicateyourtech.com. You can, there's some great free information there. There's some videos. And more importantly, if you want to, let's get you into a trial. Find out if it's right. If it's right for you, we're double thumbs up, ready there for you. And if it's not, we part friends. But there's no pressure. We're not a super hype sales organization. We're more of a boutique kind of company. And uh, if you will, a little ma and pa, um, because my wife does work with me. um, And we're there for you.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us, James Davis Uncomplicate your tech. Thanks so much. We're going to squeeze in a very quick break, some headlines, commercials, more, and get down to business when we return. But you can always get on my website, ShalomKlein.com to download the past eight plus years of shows all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Down to Business. As I encourage all of our listeners, if you're interested in learning more about your health insurance needs, especially at this critical point now that we're in sort of the midpoint of 2022, you need to talk to my friend Tom Murabali from HealthPlanChicago.com. He is the guru in everything health insurance, everything Affordable Care Act. And, uh, you know, he's always available for a free consultation. Check out his website, healthplanchicago.com. An awesome, awesome resource. Um, And I think the guy works 24 hours a day uh, because he always responds to anybody who has a question Um, on their health insurance needs for both family or as well as your business so make sure you get in touch. Just tell me you heard about, uh, about his services through get down to business. So, you know, whether you're listening to this program on the radio, or maybe you are listening on your favorite podcast app. And if you are, make sure you subscribe, rate, review, and share. Um, you know, you are like so many other people interested in podcasts, um, you might be a listener to a podcast but you' are a business owner I wanted to talk to you about uh, about starting a podcast as well um, you know there's many reasons why you would want to start a podcast and I want to talk to you about the business reasons why you would Want to start a podcast? Well, let's start with the personal side of things. You know, many people start podcasts because you're passionate about a topic. You have something to say. It's an easy platform to create some content. You could also create longer form content in the conversations. Podcasting can help you build a personal brand. It could also be an alternative revenue source. You could develop multiple different skill sets. The truth is it doesn't cost a lot to start a podcast. Podcasting can be more fulfilling than video, and you may want to use your free time more productively. But there's also marketing reasons why you might want to start a podcast as well. Did you ever think about this? You might want to repurpose your content. Maybe you want to target your audience directly. There's a lot of reasons why you should consider starting a podcast for your small business. Um, Podcasting, like I said, is one of the best methods to talk about something you enjoy or are passionate about. You're able to talk freely, engage with your audience on a personal level. Not only is this an effective way to teach your audience or share your understanding, but it also makes the experience more enjoyable for you. It can be difficult to create content when when you aren't working on something you enjoy. When you're passionate about a topic like I am over here on Get Down Into Business, it shows your voice. Your audience will be able to pick up on this and are likely to be more engaged and focused on your content than if you were simply writing about it. So if you take nothing else from this from this conversation you know i do encourage you if you're passionate and you are a subject matter expert and i know everybody that's tuning in to get down to business are subject matter experts in in you know in their line of work then you definitely want to consider starting a uh, starting a, a program um again whether you're listening to this on am 560 in chicago or you're listening to a podcast anywhere around the world podcasting is an easy platform to create content preparing, planning a video, recording from multiple angles, worrying about lighting, sound, and visuals, and then having to edit each segment, piece them together. It sounds like a lot of work, right? So while video content is indeed a great media form, especially for small business owners like everybody tuning in here to get down to business, you know, it is really awesome. What's a better alternative, in my opinion? Podcasting. Not only are you maintaining the personal connection to your audience, but you're also minimizing the amount of equipment, required start, and the overall skill set and task list to produce The content you will need to record, edit, and release those podcasts. Depending on your style, you may opt for a script. However, the time to complete is still substantially lower than that of video. Going back to that previous statement that I just said about video, it does take a lot of time. If you want to create long-form content that's content maybe over 40 minutes, you're continuously increasing your workload. If you're producing the content yourself, this can sometimes become quite overwhelming. When you're producing a longer podcast episode, you're essentially only talking for longer and. You know those that know me know i can talk for a little while this will then impact your script length if you choose to write one and your audio editing you don't need to worry about the other variables as you do in video content similarly your voice is your communication apparatus it's easy to get tired of working on a video for hours and having to worry about your appearance your body language your actions to some speaking for longer lengths of time is no trouble at all and finally finally i want to share one additional tip of why i believe every business owner Uh, Listening here, not everybody maybe should start a podcast, but should think about podcasting as a method to build your personal brand. Personal branding is important, more so in this digital age and era than ever before. Creating a strong personal brand can net you more opportunities in the future. Whether this is through sponsors, job offers. Why is this the case? Well, your online presence defines a lot about you. your commitment to a podcast also highlights the skills and dedication that you have. You know, Warren Buffett said it takes twenty years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it. If you think about that, you'll do things quite differently. That's from Warren Buffett. People listen to who they know, they buy from who they know. Podcasting can help you become a figure people know for a good reason. And yes, there are all sorts of different things that, you know, reasons you could actually make money podcasting for sure. It certainly doesn't uh, doesn't uh, cost a lot to get started, but I want everybody tuning in to give some thought consideration to how you can build your brand and how you can get started in some of these marketing areas. Um, and uh, we'll continue sharing some of that advice and expertise. And in fact, my next guest, Chance Weber, is going to talk a little bit with us about marketing and marketing it through his marketing agency as well. But be sure to get on my website, shalomkline.com. That's where you can download podcasts from the past eight plus years. The show is all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Every Sunday, we come back to you with another episode with some jam packed lineups of amazing guests, thought leaders, content and information that you don't want to miss. Again, that website is ShalomKline.com or just search for Get Down to Business on your favorite podcast app. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review, and share. And as I mentioned a few minutes ago, make sure you check out our sponsors, Tom Marabali from HealthPlanChicago.com, HealthPlanChicago.com. And, uh, you know, we are looking forward to bringing you some fantastic content over the coming months. But be sure to share this information. Share an interview that you like with a friend, a colleague. We're on all of your favorite social media um, uh, apps. So uh, be sure to like, rate, review, and share. We'll be right back after a quick break here on the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Chicago. You're listening to the Business, the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. My next guest, as promised, is Chance Weber. He's a serial entrepreneur with over 15 years of experience in the marketing and advertising industries. He founded Agile and Cohen. I love that name. We'll talk more about that in a little bit in St. Louis in 2012. Uh, certainly a fascinating business story, which I want to get into, and I want to talk all about marketing. Chance Weber, welcome to the program.
4: Good morning. Thanks for having me.
1: It is a pleasure to have you. So I'd love to get to know the person behind the microphone. I know you've got quite a story, uh, starting with a pretty rotten credit score. I'll just be blunt. Um, (laughs) As well as a $15,000 loan from your parents to start a a digital marketing agency, which I think is uh, doing pretty darn well. So Chance, what's your story?
4: Yeah, I actually was up in Chicago in your area, and I was 29 years old and uh, I had a couple of corporate jobs that I I would say I did okay in, not terrible, not amazing, but just really didn't have my purpose and wasn't doing anything that I loved. I was a financial advisor for a while, then I got into recruiting and financial services, both jobs that were, you know, sales oriented, but just weren't my passion in life, just kind of lost in general. I don't think I had a lot of direction looking back on it as a child coming, you know, in early childhood all the way up through high school and even into college. And uh, kind of hit this point in life, like I said, about, I was about 29 years old, that I was like, hey, you know what, Like, I need to go for something uh, different. Met a guy, actually didn't meet him, reconnected with him, knew him in college, who had a digital marketing agency, and he was trying to cr- recruit me to come do sales for him. Essentially offered me a job, and I'm, I'm looking in the mirror every day going, okay, like, is this another job? Like, What am I doing? What am I passionate about? Made the decision that I didn't need him or anybody else. I could do this on my own. So I went to mom and dad, and, and my mommy and my daddy, as I say this, I'll be 40 years old in a couple of months. Uh, my mommy and my daddy loaned me $15,000. They actually put a lien on my car that probably was not worth $15,000. This is nothing like through a bank. But we had a document that we signed. Uh, I don't come from much money at all. Actually, it came up uh, pretty poor, to be candid. Uh, but they put a lien on my vehicle. The basically said, if you can't pay this, we're going to take your car. And I took my 483 credit score. And that money to St. Louis, which was obviously a much cheaper, more cost-efficient market to build a business out of, and started it here. And I'm I'm still here to this day, um, you know, ten going on eleven years later. So, yes, that is my story. We are now a multi-million-dollar digital marketing agency, hopefully going to cross eight figures in revenue um, either this year or next year. So it's it's been a hell of a run, but uh, I wouldn't change anything for the world.
1: Well, congratulations on all of that success. I'm chatting with Chance Weber, who's uh, just been sharing his story of uh, maybe not rags to riches, but uh, maybe somewhere in between that. And, and that's, uh, right. you know, it's an inspiring story of serial entrepreneur and marketing expert. We're going to talk more about marketing in uh, in just a minute. But, you know, I am curious when we're talking about startups, when we're talking about entrepreneurship, and you know, most small businesses don't succeed. Let's call it as it is. I think this, this is the statistic is that over 90% Actually, fail. Why do you believe that is? uh, And if you can be so candid in talking about some of your failures,
4: yeah, absolutely. No, I think that the biggest reason that small businesses don't succeed is the will. It sounds so cheesy and cliche, but I mean, I feel like I literally went through hell and back, especially in the first five years to get the company off of the ground. You know, the first year in business, I actually had my former employer. I had a great relationship with my boss. I owed this guy way more than I'll ever be able to repay him, but he terminated me for a reason that I could collect unemployment for a little while to bridge the gap. Because I told him the truth. I told him what I was doing and why I was leaving. Um, but I think that the people just give up too easy. We, we're, in, we're in a place in society where we have iPhones, we have iPads, we have computers, we have this thing called Google where we can just get answers in, in, a, in a second, right? And people don't understand that the road to success is a marathon, not a sprint. I literally just talked to a female yesterday out of California She has a boutique. She's in year 13. She did not make her first six figures until year 10. Now she's making seven figures three years later. So it's just a lot of people, I think, quit too early. And we've been almost conditioned as a society that these things just happen very quickly, right? Like go build out a e-commerce website, go sell a product or go build out an Amazon store. Just let Amazon sell it for you. People just think these things happen so fast. And it couldn't be more from the truth and the reality. I mean, sure, those stories exist, but you know they're one in a million for the you know every other small business that has to get off the ground and and fight and grind every single step of the way and i i think you just got to to have the will and and have the attitude of for me from the beginning it was i will never quit ever no, i got so. nothing to lose i will never quit and i never did and that's where i'm at now
1: absolutely well chance again your your marketing agency is doing quite well has helped uh, most importantly so many entrepreneurs like those tuning in to our program, we're going to talk more about this over the next uh, over the next few minutes. But Agile and Co. So, first of all, where does that name come from, and um, and who do you serve?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So, I don't know if you're familiar with the Agile methodology, but it's it's actually a methodology that's big in the tech world, big in the development world. And we adopted a similar concept to that methodology about five five six years ago now. And how we rolled out our services was very different. Instead of the old school retainer model where an agency would say, hey, for the next year, we're going to do this many blogs, this many you know Google ads, this many Facebook ads, and we just go do that for a year. Instead, our concept was very different. We're going to make a plan for month one, and then we're going to evaluate the data after every single month and reallocate your funds accordingly. So just we adopted that methodology of being able to shift and move, which sounds like common sense, but believe it or not, I still don't think 95% of agencies adopt a concept like this. It's like set it and forget it type of model where we're the exact opposite. Did it hurt my margins? Yes. But our retention went through the roof. Performance went through the roof. So that's where the name came from was the agile methodology. And that's where I derived it out of was agile and co.
1: That's awesome. So uh, you're helping so many folks, and I know that we're going to share some of your expertise both on uh, paid ads, search engine optimization uh, in just a minute. But we've got to squeeze in a very quick break. But before we go to break, what is your website, and where can people learn more about you, your story, and your team?
4: Sir, it's agileandco.com. So that's a g i l e a n d. Co.com and that tells exactly how we fundamentally function. It talks about our onboarding process and everything that awesome. we do as
1: an agency. Awesome. Quick break when we return more with Chance Weber in just a minute. A minute here on Get to Business. to all of our small business owners tuning into the program are uh, excited by what they're hearing because it's uh, it's pretty exciting when uh, you can hear a story like that of Chance Weber uh starting on a $15,000 loan and growing their business but not everybody knows exactly the steps that they need to take and Chance I know you've been you've sort of fallen in love with marketing and it's and have helped so many small business owners what are the principles that you've seen Hold uh, sort of the tried and true methods even in the midst of all the dynamics changing in the midst of COVID.
4: Yeah, no, I think that, that, that the willingness to being be able being able to pivot. Um, you know, I, I will never forget, and most of us won't, right? It's kind of like the the event of nine-eleven. We can all remember that. I think we're also all gonna look back at COVID and remember the pandemic, you know, years from now, we're gonna reflect on this kind of moment in history. But I'll never forget that. President Trump made the announcement on a Sunday that the famous two weeks to flatten the curve. And by Wednesday, I had personally lost over a million and a half dollars in revenue. It was um, it was it was heartbreaking. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if I was going to have to let my staff go. Um, But we instantly pivoted. What we did as an agency is. We reached out to every single client and became an immediate resource. What can we do for you? We were providing services that weren't even what we do as an agency. They're not, they're not even marketing services. It was, what can we help you with? Can we help you communicate with your team, uh, your employees? Can we help you with communicating with your clients and what's going on? So really just put ourselves on the forefront to you know, be a resource for them. Uh, I'm proud to say that every single one of those clients came back except for one within 30 days. So we lost that revenue for a month, and then it came back immediately. So it was, it was an amazing thing to watch happen. But a lot of the business – I've talked to so many businesses, to be candid with you, that have absolutely crushed it through the pandemic. Of course, you know the, the restaurants, the mom-and-pop shops, they've been hit hardest, and it's obviously been a horrific thing. But, I, I mean, 2020 was the best year I had ever had in business, and that is with that month being in it. And then well, let's, let's talk about what you're
1: doing. I, I, I want to hear yeah. a little bit more about some of those techniques. I know you're, you're big in search engine optimization, big into uh, yeah. advertising. Tell us a little bit more yeah. about that.
4: Absolutely. So full service digital marketing agency, search engine optimization, Google ads, Facebook ads at this point, you know, in our journey, you know, we're managing millions of dollars a month in ad spend across those platforms. So, you know, for us, it's pretty simple. I really try to take all the craziness out of marketing. How do we make you more money than you're paying us? And I think having our agile model in general and the ability to say, hey, look, this is not working, but that's okay because we already have plan B sitting here ready so we can pivot immediately. And that ties back to the people that, that thrived in COVID, right? They didn't sit around and, and, and be scared to death. They pivoted, right? They, they literally changed their approach immediately or did whatever they had to do to adapt to the times. And, you know, that's what we do for our clients in a nutshell on a regular basis, pandemic or not. And I think that's part of what has really separated us.
1: If folks remember nothing else from this conversation, what is the one thing that they need to do in their business to sort of stand out from their competitors and to grow their business in the week ahead?
4: Yes, I would say I will, I will make a comment on the, on the marketing perspective. Understand the X's and O's of digital marketing if you're going to hire a marketing agency. Unfortunately, there's more bad ones than good ones out there. And I hate to be a pessimistic guy, but it's just the reality of it. I would challenge entrepreneurs, small business owners, you need to understand the 101 basics of digital marketing before you hire a digital marketing agency. No different than you need to understand what a P&L is before you hire a CPA, right? Just common sense logic to make sure that you're vetting your partner as clearly as you possibly can and that you're, you know, you're hiring somebody who's going to work with you.
1: That's good advice right there. Again, Chance Weber, um, CEO founder of agile and co based in St. Louis and uh, certainly quite a dynamic entrepreneurial story and quite a bit of great advice in this conversation. I look forward to having you back on real soon, but all of our listeners need to get in touch with you. Where can they learn more?
4: Yeah. The easiest place to go again is just our website, agile and Co. Com. Again, our process is on there. It's outlined step-by-step of how we function as an agency. Uh, I can be contacted directly through that website. Um, either myself or somebody on my team handles every single inbound you know, lead that we take as an agency. So absolutely, that's the easiest way.
1: Agileandcode.com. Thank you so much for joining us, Chance Weber. That's a wrap for us here in Get Down to Business. You can always get on my website, ShalomKlein.com or check us out on Facebook, anywhere on social media. To success, let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM560, The Answer.